entrepreneurship, passion, adventure. You are now tuned into the Infinite Nomad podcast, dedicated to teaching you how to build a location independent business, live the digital nomad lifestyle, and unlock the secrets to traveling the world indefinitely. And now, here is your host, Kieran Redmond. My mind, Colleen represents the model digital nomad because she's driven and she's able to go out there and learn the skills necessary to create the life she wants. Now, without trying to make this sound like another lifestyle guru telling you to visualize really hard and you'll have everything you've ever wanted in life, I want to be clear that this lifestyle takes a certain level of drive and opening yourself up to opportunities and recognizing those opportunities. We're talking about this huge shift happening in the Western world and in America. That waiting until the end of your life, the end of your career to follow your dreams does not pay off. And I think we can all agree that tomorrow isn't guaranteed. So I think it's important to find people like Colleen that are following their dreams to show that it's not just fiction. It's not just a pipe dream. It's doable. It's something that people like you and I can do. Now, Colleen went through school. She graduated. She found herself in a nice, cushy corporate job, and she did everything she was supposed to. But something in the back of her mind was telling her that this was not how it was supposed to be. I think a lot of us can find ourselves relating to this statement all too well. She remembers her grandmother, whom she was very close to, telling her stories of her solo travel in the 1920s throughout Asia. Her grandmother's pretty awesome. I mean, here in the millennium, we have technology at our fingertips, GPS, internet. (laughs) But this woman was out there traveling alone traveling in the 1920s so as you can imagine that was a good source of inspiration for Colleen and quite frankly I'm pretty impressed hats off to her grandmother I think another reason why Colleen is a great example of a digital nomad is the fact that she didn't just go in one day throw her resignation papers at her boss and say I'm out of here she planned she saved. More importantly, she did the research. She joined groups. She got herself involved in the community of digital marketers, so much so that she was actually brought on as a student to some of the top digital marketers on the net, nichepursuits.com, Spencer and specifically Perrin, Spencer's partner, took on Colleen as a student and Colleen beat out a bunch of other applicants. Before I knew Colleen, I kind of knew her via Spencer and Perrin's podcast on nichepursuits.com. But anyways, She had no internet marketing or web design or development experience beforehand. Then she got on as a student with these guys and she learned it from the ground up. Now, I'm not saying you guys need to become a student of somebody or find a mentor like this, but there's so many resources out there. You can learn these skills as well. Again, I cannot emphasize enough how important it is to put yourself out there, to have that drive, to learn. You may be a nurse, but you want to be a digital nomad now. You need to make a list of the careers that you can work remotely or the businesses you can start, think outside the box a little bit, and then use your free time to learn the skills. You need to be obsessed and you need to be driven. And Colleen did that. She learned the skills necessary to make this life a reality. She's taken those skills. She's built upon them through various niche websites she's created, including her travel website. She's turned that into a source of income, a business. She's actually a solid web designer. In a relatively short period of time, she's managed to gain these skills and become a digital nomad and start this business. So if you don't get anything from this podcast, get one thing. You need to be driven. You need to utilize the resources that are available to you online. And you need to just take action. You can apply that 
that philosophy to anything in your life. Um, we have a saying in the entrepreneur world called MVP, and I think it sums it up. It's the minimal viable product. So if you're learning web design and development, don't wait to put your website out there. Don't wait until it's perfect because it never will be perfect. You need to put it out. The most important thing is taking action first, and then you can fix it along the way. But taking action creates momentum. Okay, that was a long intro. I'm going to go ahead and cut it here. Colleen's awesome. We always have a lot of fun when we chat. So I hope you guys find some value out of it, and I'm going to stop blabbing. Let's jump right in. We finally got it right. <laughs> yep. Sorry about that. <laughs> nah, no worries. I, I, I don't know why I'm like stumbling around like crazy this morning. I don't think I had enough coffee, but. Um, oh, I feel you. And it's like after 4th of July. <laughs> exactly. So happy uh, 4th of July to you. Yeah, you as well. Awesome. All right. So this is round two. We already recorded a podcast in the past about six or seven months ago. And you think after like 20 of these, I would have learned to back things up. So the story goes is uh, I, I lost all my podcasts and I'm catching <laughs> up. So lesson learned for those of you that are starting a podcast back your uh, I won't say the word, but back your stuff up. Uh, make sure you, you got your butt covered. I appreciate you coming on for round two. I think since we chatted, you've been to some pretty cool places. Why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about where you're from? We'll go from there. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me because uh, digital nomad lifestyle is something that I'm very passionate about. And I think it's almost a good thing that we're having to redo this because I think that a lot has changed um, both with your direction and definitely things that I've done in the past seven months. So I feel like maybe this recording will be even more beneficial to your readers or listeners, I guess. <laughs> But um, a little bit about myself, I grew up in Des Moines, Iowa, which for those of you that don't know, it's kind of the middle of nowhere farmland in the U.S. Uh, growing up, uh, traveling around the world definitely wasn't a thing. Most of the people that I knew didn't even have a passport. And I started following the normal Midwestern life. I uh, went to college. I got a job. I worked my way up in the job. I had a good um, career, a great apartment, a cat. And But I felt like something was missing. I felt like I needed to push myself out of my comfort zone. And I quit my job, my career, about two and a half years ago. And pursued the digital life. And it wasn't something that happened overnight. It was something that I planned for probably almost a year before I had saved up enough money as a backup and taught myself skills that I could do on the road to make money and also just preparing mentally for this journey. And now what I'm doing, it's kind of been a crazy road to where I am here because I wasn't, I didn't start doing what I'm currently doing now, but I recently launched a business and it's digital marketing and a web development company called Kinsey Co., which makes sense because my name is Colleen Kinsey, if you didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I kind of stumbled into this business because I was getting clients back home who would hear, oh, you know WordPress or you know anything about websites? I need your help with this. And I started doing random fixes and helping people fix things that 
their current developer would charge an arm and a leg for, or they had hired somebody and it was a crazy expensive website. And I just found a need for people to have easy, responsive websites, but also um, something that really speaks to their audience. I started getting into analyzing how people read websites and the psychological um, interest and road that that took me down was a whole nother, whole nother journey. But so now I'm doing web development and digital marketing and basically living the dream, I guess, if you want to say that. Perfect. You know, just back up a little bit. What was your career that you were in when you were, were doing the nine to five? What industry was that? Um, I was a technical project manager and I was in charge of projects that would install electronic medical records in hospitals. And so I would be in charge of the implementation from a technical aspect. And I learned a lot of really great skills from that, but obviously that's very different from websites because I didn't know how to code. I didn't know, um, you know, anything about websites. I was, you know, working with a lot with people and being a project manager, I learned how to um, work with people on kind of a better basis, you know, building a relationship with the people that report to me and getting them to do things quickly and efficiently, but also making me a priority. And then on the other hand, working with clients and making clients happy. So I think that that is very transferable to what I'm doing now, but the whole, even starting with websites was completely self-taught in a totally different direction. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, project management, I think that skill set is invaluable when it comes to working on any type of project, whether it's your own business or working for a company. It's it's definitely a solid skill set that transfers over. How, how did you fall into the digital nomad mindset or like, 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 when did you have an aha moment and you were like, I'm going to become a digital nomad or this is what I want to do? I would have to say that it was definitely a whirlwind of things all happening at the exact same time. Um, I had a grandmother that I was really close with. Um, she passed away and I was sitting with her um, right before she passed and she was talking to me about these amazing experiences that she had had traveling. I mean, a woman, you know, in the twenties being in China is completely unheard of and let alone to be in China as a female without a smartphone, without the internet. If she wanted to talk to her family at home, she had to send a postcard. And I think that that was the, the moment where I realized I can do something more. I need to challenge myself more because I knew that I wasn't happy, but I didn't know what to do about it. And then some of the other things that happened, you know, I was in a serious relationship and that ended. And I thought to myself, what am I doing? I'm not happy. I'm successful and I have money, but it's not enough for me. And so I was sitting on a conference call at work and I was looking through travel blogs and I came across digital nomad, the term, and I immediately started researching it. And I basically became transfixed with um, the idea of being a digital nomad, which I think many people do. And uh, it kind of 
propelled me to decide that it was time for a change. And I started teaching myself um, web development and affiliate marketing. Um, I had a great mentor, Perrin Carroll, who taught me a lot about um, SEO and building websites. And then I started selling everything that I owned, um, packing up and getting ready to quit my job, which I have to say, I mean, I mean, I kind of make it sound like it was no big deal, but it was very hard. I have to say that there were many days where I wondered, am I doing the right thing? Did I make the right decision? And even on the road after I had left, I asked myself that, but I'd have to say now I'm pretty confident with my choice and I'm happy I did it. Awesome. And yeah, Perrin and Spencer of Niche Pursuits, pretty, pretty rad. Uh, I'm sure we could do an entire podcast on that whole experience with you. But how did you bump into that opportunity? I know you you were chosen to work with them in kind of a, an apprenticeship fashion, and you didn't really have any experience beforehand. Did that kind of come about the same time? Like you said, one thing led to another, and you were just kind of discovering this whole world of working online and becoming a digital nomad and living the remote lifestyle. Was, was that part of your decision-making process when you were working with those guys? And how did that happen? Kind of walk us through that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it was all about timing. Um, that whirlwind had happened, and I saw, you know, I kind of had some contacts that had mentioned it to me, and I did a video application, and uh, so each of the, there was three guys working for Niche Pursuits, and um, Perrin was picked my application, and he essentially walked me through how to build a niche site with affiliate marketing. And I mean, I do have to say that uh, I learned so much from that, and those skills are very transferable, but I have to say that um, I can't say that that specific project was that successful only because, um, you know, it is a public project, so all of the keywords that I'm ranking for, other people are um, aware of the market and, you know, kind of copying what I did. So it, it was a great experience, though, because that knowledge I can use for many other projects. The chances of people hitting a home run on their first go is it's pretty tough to do. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, it's a, There's a lot to it. From my perspective, you were kind of learning from the best in the business. And I think the takeaway here is that you put yourself out there. You took action. You know, you're learning skill sets and you're recognizing opportunity when it's knocking on your door. And you're not waiting until you're the best web developer or the best this or that. You're just doing it, which is, I think, such an important lesson here. So, so th there's just so much that goes through your head when you're trying to choose what you're going to do and how you become a digital nomad and uh, but you just you just got to do it but it sounds like you did prep you did mention that you you saved up some money so you didn't just decide one day you're going to quit your job and run away to asia or something like a lot of people do including myself <laughs> and um it sounds like you prepped it a little bit more which okay i ha i have to say something though about the people that just quit their job and go to asia and then post on Facebook, hey, I just quit my job. What should I do to make money? <laughs> Those people drive me nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I've been feeling compelled to do a podcast about this, but I, I yeah, definitely. It's in. The, it's going to be in the works for Please sure. Please do. <laughs> because I think that people, people have this conception that uh, you can just quit and you're going to find work. And I think that they also forget, though, that 
there's tons of other people that are also trying to do that. And I think that putting in that groundwork, doing your research and um, really preparing is what can also make you successful. Obviously, you know, you're successful and you just quit and went to Asia. But I think that it can be helpful if you put in that legwork in advance instead of just um, throwing caution to the wind. And and I sound hypocritical when I caution people. I mean, I kind of left more as a backpacker than and I just I really winged it and then kind of discovered the the world from that point back in 2011, 2012. And I don't want to talk too much about my story because everybody already knows it. <laughs> I, I think that that's definitely a subject that we need to cover in the podcast is because people are getting ahead of themselves a little bit. And, and it's partially the community's fault. There's always going to be controversy. There's always going to be people that say making the first step is the most important part and figure it out as you go. I think there's a little bit of danger in there. And I think it's our duty as people have been nomads for a little bit to be transparent about the consequences that could come along with that. I think all these people posting their extravagant lifestyles before they're actually making any money online. I, I don't know if there's anything really I could do about it other than just to caution people. So bring awareness. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I think that that's also the danger of social media in general, because a lot of people just put, you know, their best photo on Facebook. But, you know, like I can take like a per pers very personal example. I mean, I was traveling. I was posting all these great photos. But to be honest with you, I was absolutely miserable. I had done um, about three months and five countries also trying to work and I basically wore myself into the ground uh I was exhausted I was so tired of having the same conversation with people that I just stopped talking to people I got so sick of you know going to a meetup or meeting people at a coffee shop and doing the whole you know who are you where are you from what do you do cool and then, yeah, we can keep in touch on, you know, social media and WhatsApp and everything, but the relationships would never get deeper. And I found I had a really hard time with that because, you know, when you've had a really shitty day and you just need someone to vent to in person, I feel like a lot of my communication with friends is through my computer, but there's such value in sitting at a bar, having a glass of wine and talking to your friend who you know and trust and can, you know, just like pour your heart out to. And I was really missing that. And then at the same time, you know, I was also going through culture shock and um, going to the next place. And then I found out that my other grandmother was about to pass when I was in India. And that's kind of when I had to realize, you know what, it's, I'm not giving up, but I'm going to go home. And I have to say that that was probably one of the best decisions because I recentered and refocused myself. And that's why I am successful today, I think. I think that um, I kept telling myself, you know, maybe this is the point where most people give up. And I just need to keep pushing past this point, And then maybe I can make it. And um, I think that that determination within me not to give up is what um, really pushed me beyond because I was super unhappy. I had huge issues with anxiety and um, I just needed to go home and 
recollect myself, essentially. And I'm glad you're really transparent about that because, again, we live in this social media age where people, and by the way, your photos are fa fabulous. I mean, they're fantastic. But it doesn't always tell the whole story, right? And I'm glad right. you, you touched base on that because beyond Instagram, beyond Facebook, we're all just trying to survive and create a brand for ourselves and stuff like that. And, and that's completely admirable. But being mature enough with your problems and admitting to it and knowing what you have to do to fix that and, and sharing your story so that other people, when they do go through this, travel's not all glamorous. A lot of people say that. A lot of veterans say it. And people that are just too eager to hit the road, you know, of course, it just flies over the head and they need to experience it themselves. But I think it's important that the people that do experience it keep putting it out there that it's not all glamorous. And to touch base further on what you said, if you can overcome these problems, it does really take you to the next level in all parts of your life. Recognizing your strengths and weaknesses, recognizing that you can overcome things in business and travel and just in life in general really does help you take your entire life to the next level. So I'm glad you brought that up. I like to call this shiny city syndrome. It's kind of like shiny object syndrome. You you're looking for places to go, you're talking to people, and you think, oh, I could go there. Oh, there's a really cheap flight there. And you start making this amazing plan, but you don't stop to think, well, while I'm in the midst of this plan, am I still going to want to continue doing this? Is this still what I want? And um, I think that it's important to ask yourself and do a touch base with yourself as you're traveling, as you're on the road. And you know, you also have to consider jet lag and culture shock and working and, you know, giving yourself me time. I think that those are things that are easy to push to the side, but are going to bubble up in the end. Absolutely. It's, it's just as imperative to your mental health as it is to your business health. They're both linked together and you need to be making decisions clearly. You're working with clients or you're trying to scale or whatever it is. You need to have that mental clarity and it's really hard to do when you're on the road. And when you're in a country such as India, which I also spent uh, three months backpacking, it's really difficult. So it's okay that you burned out. I mean, I really think that it's part of the growth process. Absolutely. So let's talk a little bit more about how that led into how you're going to take your business to the next level. And yeah, well, um, you know, I felt I felt sorry for myself for a good, you know, two weeks or so. And I think that that's okay, because it. I let myself just completely decompress. And then I essentially made a game plan. And I started networking, I started using my current connections while I was at home to build my business. And then I started realizing, okay, you know what, I'm not a web coder by trade, but I know somebody that is. And so I would start leveraging, I started identifying what skill sets am I good at. I'm great at meeting new people. I'm great at creating lasting relationships. I'm great at um, getting people to trust me. Well, that's great for bringing in business. So I started to focus on that and then leveraged other people that I can trust to do more of the work for me. And I feel like um, then also creating relationships with those people so that they have loyalty to me really um, set a good groundwork because, you know, you can use Upwork and you can use um, these sites, but there's always, you know, language barriers, uh, 
hourly rate issues and, you know, finding the right way to assign tasks to people that I think is completely different when you're 100% virtual as opposed to meeting with someone in person and talking it out, especially when you're talking about visual things. So you, you got home, you were able to find clarity. And I think that's really important to know that it's okay to have a home base or it's okay to have a place where you need to go back and recenter. And the clarity that you found was instead of trying to wear multiple hats and run this business all by yourself and try to learn coding and all that stuff, you really found what your strengths were. And then on top of that, you realize, hey, if I'm going to do this web dev business, I'm going to find a team that's going to work with me. And I'm going to find people that specialize in the skills that I can't do or I can't put the energy into. And I'm going to focus on what I'm strong at, which is bringing business in. When I found more success in my business is when I decided to let go of things that I didn't have control of or I couldn't do. I I would make a list. And if there was things that needed to be done that I couldn't do, I would bite the bullet and I would find somebody to do it, whether I had to pay them or bring them on as a partner. And that really took my business to the next levels. Yeah, it's so easy to get lost in those tiny details. And, you know, you look up from your computer and you realize that you've, you've spent something like two hours on something that another person could take 15 minutes. (laughs) there's been many of those i'm like i just wasted my entire afternoon (laughs) so many times so many times oh my god i can't even tell you yeah i guess that's part of the learning process so what kind of what, what kind of advice do you have for people that are getting started in this lifestyle or they're thinking about getting started in this lifestyle? They don't necessarily have an obvious skill set or maybe they've already jumped in with their you know travel blog and they're not finding <laughs> that that's bringing any money in. So uh, what, what kind of advice do you have for these people? Yeah, that market isn't saturated or anything, is it? <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> um, you know, I would have to say that um, being active in communities like this, I think, is a really great resource because not only can you see other people's successes, but you can get to know other people that you may not otherwise be able to talk to. Like, for example, growing up in Des Moines and working in Kansas City, how many, how often would I meet a digital nomad on the street? Probably never. Whereas when I'm in Lisbon or um, Berlin, I meet one, you know, probably every day. So I think that being open to not necessarily, you know, being in physical locations that have a lot of digital nomads, but surrounding yourself by other people and kind of creating a network of people that can be your mentor or help you when you have a problem or give you advice or maybe just talk to you and throw ideas off off of is really helpful. I had, I created like a best friend that I've never actually met. His name is Eric and he's in Brazil and he I talk to him literally every day. We talk about being digital nomads. We talk about the tasks that we are going to complete that day. Um, We can vent to each other. Um, He's one of those people that really understands when I'm thinking, geez, you know, how can they not get this Wi-Fi to work? How hard is it for them to have fast Wi-Fi? You know, and he gets it because when I'm having – these conversations with people that aren't digital nomads, it's so much harder for them to understand and relate to. 
So I think surrounding yourself with those kind of people is really beneficial, which, by the way, my best friend and I are finally going to meet. We have been friends for over two years now, and we're meeting in Oktoberfest in Munich this year. So I'm really excited to actually meet him in person. Oh, that's that's really awesome. Yeah. <laughs> for someone that I've talked to every single day for two years. <laughs> That I mean, that's 2017. It's it's so wild. I think a lot of us have, you know, similar stories. Uh, there's people that I talk to on the daily that I've yet to meet. And it's, it's 2017. It's never been a better time to, to get your feet wet in this community if that's what you want to do. And um, I think we met in the, the Digital Nomads uh, Around the World Facebook group, and there's plenty of them out there. But I think you're right. I think you, you hit the nail on the head there. You're just, just surrounding yourself with like-minded people and, and, and finding your people within that group, too. Because mm-hmm. um, it's, it's, it's a growing group. It's a big group. And, you know, not everybody's going to be compatible, but you'll find your people. Uh, the barrier of entry into this, uh, this digital nomad lifestyle is very low. So if you're struggling, you're already a nomad, and you're a backpacker, and you want to be a nomad, I think it's the correct term, which I kind of a stickler on. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think I just want to preface. I don't have a I don't have a problem with people starting travel blogs and then tra- doing it that way. Just don't put out there that you're the successful digital nomad. Don't put on this facade. You know, be open about it. I think travel blogging is a great way to learn. You know, internet marketing, digital business. It's a good way to learn those skills. But I think too many people are putting on this facade and trying to create forces when they're really not bringing any kind of income in. And I can appreciate the hustle, but yeah. I also don't like to lie to people. So, And, you know, I, I have a travel blog, but, um, you notice that's not what I talk about first. You know, you have to have other passions and kind of your, especially when you're starting out, you know, trying different things and seeing what you're good at and what you can be successful. in. you know, you never know until you try. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a learning process, and I'm all for jumping in uh, the kind of sink or swim mentality, but uh, don't give in to the, the superficial stuff that's out there. And I think that's great advice, uh, getting into the community and all that. Is there any resources that you would recommend people look into? Um, yes. Uh, so I did talk about the community a little bit, and then also one website that I follow very um very closely for affiliate marketing is Ahrefs, and I can send you the link so that you can include it in the list of links in your podcast. But um, it is a great podcast, excellent resources, and um, great for kind of getting your feet wet with SEO and building affiliate websites. Sweet, sweet. I feel like we could talk for Ever. forever about the business side of things. I think really the takeaway here is that, you know, you just you just need to be open to opportunities and, and learning, have some common sense, but get into the community. Uh, there's plenty of resources out there. But let's talk about some of the fun stuff like traveling. Like that's what that at the end of the day, that's what we're all here to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like we, 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 we want to see the world. We want to have that freedom to do so. And I think that's what's pushing a lot of people into this lifestyle is they're done with the whole nine to five drag. And so tell us about your journeys in India, some of the challenges, some of the best parts. Yeah, I mean, it's been a crazy couple years because I've done, I think, over 30 countries in the past year. So that's a whole hell of a lot. <laughs> um, that's a lot. Yeah. So you understand why I got burnout, right? <laughs> Um, so easily. Yeah. But India was an absolutely 
amazing experience. I was contacted through my blog to do a, a cultural tour. And that was something that was really important to me because, you know, I didn't want to just do a tour where it was going to see the Taj Mahal and hang out with white people all day. You know, I wanted to actually experience things. And something on my bucket list was going to Holy Festival where they throw the colors. And um, I was so incredibly excited. And I went with Travel as a Volunteer Company. And I have to say, I felt incredibly safe as a single almost six foot white woman, which I stand out like a sore <laughs> thumb in India. <laughs> I mean, I stood out and I'm a short guy, so I could only imagine yeah. <laughs> what kind of attention you would get out there. Yeah. So, um, but you know what? I did a ton of research before I went to India because I wanted to have the best experience possible. And I think that doing some of that cultural research before I went um, plus going on a reputable tour was um, what made it so amazing. I read a book, um, I can send you the link, and it's How to Travel Safely as a Female in India. And there was even an entire chapter about Holy Festival because, you know, it is a very um, male celebrated in the streets and women celebrating at home, in my experience, type of holiday. So, um I think that taking some of the precautions, knowing what to wear, um, I had a couple of words, you know, in my back pocket so that I could, you know, not sound like a complete tourist and make an effort to um, somewhat assimilate <laughs> um, really made it amazing. But I did see the Taj Mahal. I did um, see, you know, a lot of the tourist sites had amazing pictures, but it was also... Um, you know, kind of very perspective changing too, because as you know, when you're in India, you're seeing things that are very different from being in the U.S. or Europe. Um, you're seeing a lot of poverty, things are dirty, but I have to say that I still found beauty in that. You know, I found that uh, things were very meaningful and I only received kindness back and I thought it was just a very beautiful perspective changing experience. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think India is, it's one of the most beautiful, I think the good far outweighs the the challenges there that you do see. And it's, it's incredible. And the people are incredible. Um, there's just no other place like it in this world. And I, I highly recommend that everybody goes there because mm -hmm. um, it's, it really does change your perspective. I mean, Thailand's great to get your feet wet. There's times where in your, you're in a queue and you don't even see Thai people. You're like, am I even in Thailand or <laughs> where, where am I? Am I back? Am I back in the United States or Europe or yeah. um, India really is still a traveler's paradise because you get everything you get the adventure you get the exploration you get the totally taking yourself out of your comfort zone you get all of it and then you get the beauty and the architecture and the history and the food and the people you get spirituality that's great i'm glad you how long were you there for? um it was about two weeks so not as long as you <laughs> but i still had uh yeah it still put a stamp on my heart so 
Absolutely. Yeah. I, I guess I was just watching, I was watching your, your photos on Facebook and I just, I was kind of jealous of how many pictures you got and how cool it was. Um, did you, so, so you got that opportunity through your travel blog? Yeah. And, um, I'm doing another in Kathmandu in October. So, oh man. Yeah. Um, Kathmandu is awesome. So, so there is, there is still a benefit to, uh, <laughs> having a travel blog yeah. as, as, as you can see, yeah, I do- I dog on people. I dog on people a lot for that. So sorry, I'm 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 a hypocrite too. <laughs> no, no, I just I think that the I think that too many people push the message out that that's like how you're going to sustain your lifestyle. And if you do, mm-hmm. fantastic, you're one of the lucky ones, and and it's still doable. It's definitely doable. But and and I think for a, on a personal branding side of things, it's awesome to keep a travel blog or even just to keep your own record of it. I, I think it's a fantastic idea. I think if you're going to travel as much as you do, you should do it. Yeah. Having that be your game plan as a digital nomad, I, I don't think that that's a safe point of view. I think you should definitely have other means and diversify if yeah. you can as much as possible if you want to get back into the business things. But as you said, getting these opportunities to check out some cool stuff. Are they like paid gigs? Or are they covering everything for you? How does that work? Yeah, most of them have just been um, covering, but I'll, awesome. I'll take free shit any day. Any day. Well, yeah, any any day you can get some free shit. Yeah. <laughs> so when are you when are you planning to go to Kathmandu? Um, well, so actually, I have a crazy list of travels. Um, so I'll just go through them all for you <laughs> because it's easier for me, easier for me to think chronologically. Um, so I actually leave on Tuesday. I'm currently house sitting in Kansas City. And um, one of the ways that I travel really cheaply is I'm on a house sitting website. And so I people go on vacation and I take care of their pets and sit in their house, sleep in their nice comfy bed for free. So that's like a really nice way to travel and you don't have to slum it or anything. Um, But so I'm leaving from Kansas City next Tuesday and I'm doing a long road trip of the Pacific Northwest and stopping in Yellowstone National Park, going to the Tetons, uh, going to Portland and Seattle, Denver, Jackson Hole. Um, actually, will you be in Denver? In a, we should talk about that offline. I should chat with you about that. Yeah, chat with me about okay. that because I probably I just will be in Denver. That. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then um, after my road trip, I'm going to spend about three weeks trying to get all my stuff together. And then I fly to Berlin at the end of August. I'm one of those people that I just love a really good flight deal. Uh, last year, I got a flight for a hundred dollars from DC to London, and then uh, this year I got two hundred dollars from Boston to Berlin. So I'm like, yeah, cheap flights, <laughs> um, especially oh, yeah. from the U.S. because <laughs> it's not easy. You can't even fly anywhere in the U.S. for a hundred dollars. Hardly. Yeah, hardly. Yeah. Absolutely. But um, I'm going to be in Berlin for about a month and a half. I think I'm going to try to get an apartment because, you know, I want to be productive and have a base essentially for a little bit, but still be able to meet people and kind of be surrounded by that creative lifestyle. I've been to Berlin before, so 
I'm excited to going back and reconnecting with some friends. And of course, the quick stop at Oktoberfest in Munich. And then um, I go to Kathmandu. And I'm leaving it open after that, just because what I've learned from my past travel experiences is that I really prefer it when I just kind of wing it, you know, I wait, see how I'm feeling, what I want to do, you know, when you're traveling by, especially by yourself, you never know if you're going to meet somebody on the road that you want to travel with, or, you know, once I was in Budapest and I was talking to someone in the hostel and they told me about how it was really easy to get to Ljubljana, Slovenia. And I was on a share the next day so when you kind of have open plans when you're traveling I think it makes things a lot more um what's the right word I don't know if exciting is the right word maybe adventurous and you can kind of do whatever you want and that kind of branches into the topic of traveling alone I think uh, do you travel alone? Yeah, I, I travel alone usually, but I'm always meeting people and then traveling with them, like you said, open to that experience. I think as I've gotten older and as I've been traveling a lot, I've been more of an, I don't want to say an isolationist because that's not true, but before I was a backpacker and I was in hostels and like, if you can't meet people in hostels, you can't meet people anywhere. <laughs> that is so true. Um, it's like the easiest, yeah. it's like the, I don't care how introverted you are. If you put yourself in a hostel, you're going to meet people. Yeah. And you're going to make friends. It's just how it works. And then I've met dated people and ended up traveling with them for a while. I travel romances, a whole nother podcast. I've, yeah, I've met incredible people I still talk to to this day. I think if you leave it open-ended and definitely I agree with that for sure. Well, if you do, uh, I mean, I'll, I listen to your podcast, but if you do a romance traveling one, I will definitely listen to that because I am on the market for that. Um, I recently joined, there's like a nomad soulmates group and I joined that. So I'll see if anything comes from it but i think it would be oh that's very interesting <laughs> i know it is so lame <laughs> but i no i just it's funny that we're even in in a world where that is a thing like that's it crazy is. to me in a, in a good way though in a totally good way yeah like it's it's a necessity for people it is because we live such completely different lifestyles you know um we're traveling and working and, you know, most of our work is through the computer. And I think it takes a special person to, you know, be able to travel with. I mean, I've traveled romantically with people and we definitely hit roadblocks because, you know, they, they're on vacation, but I'm in my normal life. And that's kind of been a struggle in my past. It's hard to yeah, it's for other definitely. people to understand, you know, this is your normal day to day. It's not your vacation, I think. It's very hard to uh, to link up with people in that capacity. It's getting easier with the growing community. I'm definitely going to hit you up with that topic because <laughs> I'd be really curious. I, I mean, I think all of us have thought about all us entrepreneurs in the past have been like, Man, there's definitely going to be a, a niche for like nomad dating for sure. I wonder who's going to jump on it. Oh, man. You could even do like uh, Miss, Miss Romances or something like 
horrible dating experiences from nomads i could give you a few oh man <laughs> that would be awesome that would be such a nice spin-off i know right from the norm i would love to get into like funny podcasts like that you're yeah giving me, you're giving me some uh some some good stuff here <laughs> But yeah, kind of, kind of to circle back to reel me back in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. I really, I really do enjoy traveling alone, and I do consider myself um, an extrovert. But one thing that traveling has taught me is that, you know, I can do about three days of each extreme, and then I need something else. So if I'm house sitting, you know, I'm, I can't really have too much of a conversation with a cat. So I find that after three days, I start to go a little crazy, and I need to have some kind of stimulating face-to-face conversation. But on the other hand, you know, if I'm traveling and I'm in hostels, then I get burnout. And, you know, because it's hard for me to say, oh, no, I don't want to go to that really cool pub and have five beers with you. You know, forget about that meeting that I have tomorrow. So it's hard to find the perfect balance but one thing that I've really enjoyed is staying in Airbnbs but with the homeowner there or them renting out another room just because then you get um, more interaction with people that are traveling and it's also cheaper when you're in an Airbnb and it's not the entire place. Yeah, definitely. I think the challenge as a digital nomad is you're not on vacation necessarily. It's you still have to run your business and you still have to work, which I can't do from a hostel. It's impossible. No, you have to get things like Airbnbs or more guest house situation. If you're if you're an extrovert and you need to find the balance between socializing and getting your fix, I guess, and then also keeping tabs on your schedule and your your business endeavors. It's definitely the challenge. But Airbnb makes it fantastic. And I've even done it where I've stayed at a hostel for a few days. Then I've dipped out. I got an Airbnb nearby, Mm -hmm. but then I'll go party at the hostel. But oh, I'll come home nice. to the Airbnb. That's know? a good idea. Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're they're like totally cool. Like you make friends there, and then they're like totally cool with you just coming and hanging out, even if you're not staying there. So yeah, I think another challenge that I have too is that when I'm hopping around, it takes me a couple days to get back to my full functioning level of productivity. Um, you know, I can't just. It's hard for me to just whip up my laptop and be in the zone, which. I'm sure that some people have that knack, but if I'm, you know, in a new house, a new Airbnb, a new coffee shop, it's a little bit more difficult, maybe because I'm still taking in my surroundings, but um, I do, I have to kind of plan that in my work schedule too. I know that the first three days when I get somewhere, I'm probably going to be a little jet lagged. I'm still going to be getting my bearings and my focus isn't going to be at top level i don't know do you experience that at all are you just one of those people that you can flip open your laptop and you're good to go i'm not even gonna pretend like i'm good to go to do any of that i (laughs) i mean i'm like the worst people are like what kind of techniques do you use or software to focus or organize and i'm like dude if you saw how i round my business you would wonder how the hell it even survives um so (laughs) i i'm not one i'm not one to give advice on this i just wing it and when i'm jet lagged and i have a meeting i have to go to the meeting and if i'm if i need to focus i i'm definitely easily distractible so don't do coffee shops very well Mm -hmm. i pretty much have to lock myself in my 
hotel room and just crank it out and then i'll do 10 hours or 12 hours of work and then the next day i'll do nothing it's like it's all over the place and i think part of that is you just have to be adaptable right to this lifestyle and that's where you're going to find your success is how adaptable you are and identifying your strengths and weaknesses and some people are really solid with keeping a schedule and really disciplined about that i wish i was i am a little bit more as i've grown as i've taken my business a little bit more seriously i do focus on that more i'm not as social as i used to be more when I get to a location, I, I definitely treat it like it's home. Like I'll, I'll go get groceries. And... Mm-hmm. But I think that that's also a maturity thing too, though. It's not just not being social, but I think it's like being a mature traveler and business person. Cause I'm the same way. I think. Yeah. Yeah. You get it out of your system eventually, I think. And that's why I'm glad I kind of was a backpacker first. Cause I, I really got out of my system. I, I didn't really do too much business on the road. Mm-hmm. So when I did come home and regroup, decide that this is what I want to do long-term for certain, you're right. There was, there was a, just some growth with that for sure, which I think a lot of people experience over the years. One thing that I found helpful, and I've been using it just for a couple weeks, but um, Toggle, you can, I was starting to use it because I realized that I wasn't really billing my clients accurately. I was just kind of guessing at the end of the week how many hours I worked for each client. And so I installed um, the Chrome extension toggle. And so you can record how long you're spending doing different activities. And I started using it for not just my clients, but like I'm recording uh what we're doing now as part of my time. So then I can take a look and see okay, well, how did I spend my time? Was that really as efficient as it should have been? And um, then I can kind of build things more accurately too. But it prevents me also from getting on Gchat and, oh man, web WhatsApp is my biggest downfall. <laughs> I start chatting on that and I'm I'm done for the next 30 minutes. So I know that I have that timer going, and so it prevents me from getting distracted, I think, which is helpful. That's that's good to know. I'm definitely going to check that out. While I have it in my mind, how are you finding clients? Is that just word of mouth? How are you trying to scale your business a little bit more? Yeah. Well, um, honestly, I had a web development company, and I only got my website live, I think, in May. That's how busy I was, and it was all from word of mouth. So, which is really kind of crazy and almost embarrassing to not have a website, but I finally got that live and it's kinseyco.co. It's without the M at the end. So no.com, just .co. I said, I decided that I dropped the M because M stands for meaningless, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) and also kinseyco.com wasn't available, (laughs) but (laughs) Um, oh, great. I lost my train of thought because I was trying to be funny. Uh, well, you you succeeded in being funny. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. I got it. Um, so it was all just word of mouth. But uh, then I started kind of identifying what my target market was and the people that I work really well with. And so I started looking up when these people have events and joining, you know, some community stuff. And so I'm kind of using Des Moines as my home base to get clients, but then, um, you know, building up enough work and then going off to travel. But, you know, the key is to find clients that are okay with that kind of flexible lifestyle and are also okay with communicating remotely. 
Gotcha. So you're seeking out clients locally, but you're also setting it up so that you have the freedom to continue that business relationship while you're on the road. Yes. You're so good at turning my paragraph long things into succinct sentences. That's hilarious that you said that because I said that with one of my last guests. He's just like really good at summing up what I would say. I'm like, man, I should hire you or something to <laughs> be my translator when I'm just babbling and you're, you're able to just put it all together nicely. So maybe I'm learning from him. Yeah, I think you're doing a great job. Awesome. Good to hear. <laughs> so you're finding clients at these meetup groups. Tell me how you're selling yourself and you're pitching to these. Are you going door to door? Are you ringing them up? Talk me through the sales process. Um, honestly, so I think that I start out with something really memorable and something that helps me stand out. And that's that I'm a digital nomad. And I think it helps to kind of brand myself because they're... You know, we do feel like it's a growing community, but I think that when you get to more local places, being a digital nomad, what is that? You know, I still talk to people that they don't even know what that is. So I try to basically start off right, to bat, right off the bat with something interesting about myself, something that people are going to remember me by. And, you know, then I talk about the reason why I started my business. And... um you know, I give an example or um, make it relatable because I think that everyone touches a website every day. So um, it can apply to anybody or maybe they know somebody that needs a website, you know, that helps them draw in more traffic or um, gets their client to a sales funnel or gets them to fill out a contact form. I think that People just throw up web websites that, you know, show everything, but they don't think about the bigger picture. And I think that that's um, a really good kind of sales point, that whole big thing. <laughs> so instead of like, hey, here's the work I've done, here's this, here's that, you're really focusing on more of a relationship-based sales pitch where you're not really selling them. You're finding common ground. You're selling yourself as a personable person, telling your story, and people are gravitating towards you and, and wanting to work with you. Yeah, that's, that's a good summation, I would say. Thanks. <laughs> It's amazing. You don't even need a website sometimes. Like people just will trust you. They'll just like you and they'll want to work with you. So I think that's that's awesome. Yeah, it is pretty cool. And then, I mean, also on the side, I've been working with Global Gals, which is an organization that empowers women to travel. So I work with them on doing webinars and uh, I do meetups around the world when I go to a city. And I think that that also kind of fuels my passion too because my pa I am passionate about traveling and I think that a lot of people do struggle with getting the confidence to travel or you know just want a community of people that they can talk to and it is different struggles for women that are traveling and I like being able to help people and empower them to make their travel dreams achievable. So that's a great point. How about people that aren't necessarily wanting to get into web design or development or internet marketing? What kind of advice do you have for them that still want to have this kind of lifestyle? Any other careers or skill sets that they can learn become a digital nomad? Um, I mean, you know, I think that there are a number of skills. I mean, I hire writers, uh, virtual assistants, um, graphic designers. Of course, there's, you know, tons of other 
jobs out there, but I'm kind of in my own bubble at the moment, if you will. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's there there are a lot, and I think you can translate many professions into uh, working remotely. And you know, digital nomads pretty broad. It doesn't mean you have to be an entrepreneur and work for remote companies. You can work remote jobs. You don't have to start a business. You can mm-hmm. get contract work and freelance work, which I guess technically is still kind of running your own business. But I think there's a lot of options for people out there to get started in this lifestyle. I would agree. And I think that there's only going to be more and more jobs that um, are suitable for the digital nomad lifestyle because, you know, more and more things are on the internet base now. Right, exactly. So to, to sum this up, if if I was thinking about getting started and I wanted to get more information or I wanted to start coming up with a game plan, what are some of your words of advice to, to a total noob? I would say don't put your eggs all in one basket. You know, you, you may need to try a couple things before you find success. And also, I think that you need to determine uh, what success means for you because, you know, living in a penthouse in, I don't know, Chiang Mai, maybe that's success to some person, but um, someone else it could just you know, being able to pay the bills and travel where they want. So I think that um, kind of understanding what your goals are, but also making that correlate with your passion is a huge, um, I think it's a huge step in the right direction because you want to be passionate about what you do. I tried a lot of things that I hated doing and those things died out because I didn't like it. So I think finding your passion, finding a community that can also support you and being determined is probably my best advice for finding success as a digital nomad. Great, great advice. I think what you said before also is just being able to be okay with failing or being burned out or not having it work the first time around, but just being determined to pushing through is really what sets the successful people apart from the people who end up going back. And I think that no one is, no one is going to consider you as a failure if you need to go home or you need to take a break. I think that that was something that was stopping me is worrying what other people would think. But still, I went to 30 countries in a year. I It's hard to you know, say that that would be a failure. It's definitely not a failure. And and I was, I, I was worried about it too. I mean, I was worried about the first time I went back and I, I found myself burned out, destitute, broke. And I was like, you know what? I, I just, maybe I'm just not cut out for this crap. And, but it never, my dream was always to keep going and be an entrepreneur and, and travel. Sometimes you do, you have to come back into a place where you can ground yourself and refocus. Um, that is totally a normal thing, whether they openly admit it or not. Some of the most successful people I know in this community have done that multiple times. There's nothing wrong with it. So cool. Excellent. I feel like we've given lots of advice for newbies out there. I really hope so. I hope that people have found some some solid uh, golden nuggets here. And what are some ways for people to contact you that want to get some more advice or want to get in touch with you regarding maybe business or your travels or just whatever? Yeah. And um, I definitely have to say, if you have any questions or, you know, just need someone to reach out to, please email me because I think about the times when I was 
depressed or going through a low point and or struggling and how it would have been nice to be able to have an experienced person to reach out to. So um, even if you're just in the process and you're, you know, not quite ready to take the leap yet, um, please shoot me an email. Uh, I work best via email because things get lost in my Facebook messenger pretty quickly, but you can send me an email. It's Colleen at kinseyco.co, C-O-L-L-E-E-N at K-I-N-S-E-Y-C-O.co. Awesome. And we'll definitely have a link to that. And your websites? Yep. So I have my business website, which is kinseyco.co. My travel blog is travelmeetshappy.com. And I work for the organization globalgals.com. And let's see, are those all of mine? I feel like I have so many. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And I think that's it. I probably forgot something, but you can shoot me an email. Awesome. Well, it's very generous of you to open up a line of communication for people, regardless of the fact that there's huge groups. Sometimes it's intimidating to post more personal question to these groups. And it's nice to have just a point of contact. So thank you for opening that up for people to, to contact you with whatever they need. That's awesome. Thank And thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm really excited to have you on for the second time. And maybe a third time we'll chat about some other stuff like romance on the road (laughs) or some other funny topics. But I've been keeping up with you uh, on Facebook and stuff and watching your travels and your progress. And I'm really excited and stoked for you to keep pushing through. And I wish you the best of luck on all your future endeavors. And we'll definitely be in touch. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on this. Um, If I inspire one person to make that leap or to keep pushing, then this podcast has been well worth it. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I have no doubt that your travels and your story are going to get somebody out there. So cool. I will be in touch with you and we will talk soon. Awesome. See you later. All right, guys, that wraps up episode number three of the Infinite Nomad podcast. I really can't believe how fast this is going. We already have a growing list of awesome guests that are going to be on the podcast. So I'm really stoked you guys are following this journey with me of GrowingInfiniteNomad.com. Colleen is awesome. I say that about everybody, but I, I really do genuinely mean that. She is an awesome human being. She has a wonderful story that I think a lot of people can relate to. Not only that, she's a busy person. She has these projects of her own, but she's open up a line of communication with anybody listening to this podcast or anybody that's part of the digital nomad community and i think that's fantastic and it just shows the character of the people that are involved in this movement this digital nomad movement definitely take advantage of that reach out to her i posted all the links discussed in this episode in the show notes and if you're not listening to this on infinitenomad.com please go ahead and visit infinitenomad.com click on the podcast button episode three there's going to be a ton of show notes in there resources like we were talking about within the show ways to contact colleen ways to contact me ways to join our huge digital nomad community digital nomad around the world on facebook which is 60,000 plus members now and our digital nomad remote jobs facebook group which people are sharing remote jobs with each other and opportunities and discussing how to get jobs it's literally just built for finding remote opportunities so join that group we just hit 11,000 people on there lots of good stuff take advantage of these resources we don't charge for any of this this is all free i'm building out this website as a digital nomad myself and i'm building out these resources in these communities because i think it's extremely important for people to have access to these resources if they're 
they're planning their journey, if they're planning to make the leap into this lifestyle, or maybe they're already in this lifestyle. But we keep everything free here. This is not a business to me. This is a passion project. I already have a business or two, <laughs> maybe more than that, um, that keep me really, really busy. So everything that I put into this is just in my free time because I love doing it. And so I really wanna keep this website and all the resources free of charge. And so the way to show gratitude if you have found value in this website and the resources that we're giving is just to engage with us. Let us know how we're doing, comment on our episodes, ask us questions and share, 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 share. It really does help. If you get the word out about this and we build a really large community together, there's no reason for me to charge for any information. You guys, the community will never have to pay a dime. That is my ultimate goal out of this project. It is it is me giving back to a community that's already given so much back to me. If you guys have suggestions, reach out to me. Hit me up on Facebook. Whatever way you can find, contact me. Please do, please do. I love meeting new people. I love hearing people's stories. Okay, that's enough blabbing for me. Just remember, travel far and hustle hard. Be well, my friends.